Eating is an emotional experience, which is why managing your weight needs to be a psychological one. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is up? Welcome to episode number 388 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined as always by Mr. Opening Day himself, Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing? What is happening? Yes! Baseball is here. This is the first real edition of the list today because opening day happened on Thursday. And if you were at that event, it was so wonderful to meet you in person. Uh, I wore my lovely Otani shirt because how could I not? Mm. Um, and Many Otanis. Uh, and I, and I yeah met met some of you it was it was fantastic I met I, I hung out with so many cool people uh let's see Eno was there and mm-hmm. uh Jason Klett was there Ellen Adair mm-hmm. was there Eric Lede was there um, Evan Drellich was there Evan Drellich uh mm-hmm. I met Lindsay Adler who apparently mm-hmm. Evan Drellich and Lindsay Adler have a very close mutual friend with me and really this is someone Jonah Mandel who I pitched with at Brandeis and in I don't know ten years I've been doing this, he never cared to mention this to me. Unbelievable, Jonah. <laughs> Do they know though? Do they know you had a mutual friend? Well, they, no. I mentioned I went to Brandeis. Over. I went. To, I meant. I mentioned I went to Brandeis, and Evans like, "Oh, really? Did you happen?" And I was like, "Okay, we're gonna play this game." And Evans like, "Do you know Jonah Mandel?" I'm like, "Yes," because like one of my That's best so friends funny. on the baseball team. <laughs> That's yeah, like when you and I found out that we were both close friends v- through basketball via uh Oh yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Pope. Yeah. What a yeah, guy. Exactly. Love him. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, but it's yeah, now so when I've world. got like one of my prized possessions is a photo of me and Lindsay Adler thumbs upping at the camera together. It's it's a wonderful thing. And she Otani is shirt. amazing. She's I used to I used to run into her in Brooklyn all the time walking our dogs and I would just I felt so bad. So I'd be like, hey Lindsay, and she'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which well, I mean, I, 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 fair well, fair. well i told you one of the one of the best things i remember is you, we were in the press box right in a spring training yep. and uh we were going to talk to matthew boyd and you know was like oh let me like show you on the ropes it was amazing and uh, i remember going to that press box there was, was some it was really amazing i remember ken singleton was like two you know two seats next to us talking i was like oh my god i know that voice and there he is mm-hmm. and everybody was just kind of like lounging around doing their thing except for one person who had an iPad of the broadcast on her right, yep. the game right in front of her, the uh, like pretty much the savant f- page and her, uh, you know, and her writing in front with headphones on, completely mm-hmm. locked in, and that was Lindsay Adler, and I, I could not have more respect for her after that. It's just like, yes, that's exactly right. She's the one who serves the people the best way possible with her job, like amazing. Um, so it was really cool to meet her, and yeah, it was just a fantastic event. I mean, everyone just wanted to watch baseball, so. It's been a. We missed you. Uh, I I missed you guys too. I definitely had some severe FOMO for sure. It has been a very exciting uh, couple of days with just so many. You know, it, it's such. It's like the 
most fun time, right? Because you're so happy that baseball is back. You're getting savant data on everyone. You're paying attention to see what a pitcher is doing that is new. You're finally Mm -hmm. saying, okay, some of these spring training velocities didn't matter at all and guys are sitting where they should be. Or in the case of Eric Lauer, you're saying, what happened? I cannot, what's going on here? But there's so much amazing content. Before we dive into what you refer to as the first real iteration of the list for this year, um, I want to say or I want to talk about what are some of the biggest surprises or takeaways from the first three or four games that you have noticed. I know that I've been reading the roundup every morning. As a matter of fact, actually, I've been reading it about 1 a.m. because you publish it. Right. It's 4 a.m. Yeah, exactly. Um, Huge thanks to Felix Guo, by the way, who is my editor mm -hmm. in Belgium. So I submit it by one thirty, and Love he it. then edits it and puts it out by two. So if you notice that like there have been fewer typos the past year or two, <laughs> there we go. Thanks, Thanks Felix. Thank you. Um, I've already seen you write about, so it can't be this about how there have just been so many aces that have been like, what? What's what? What is this? Yeah, like sure. Nola and Degrom, and the only one really so far, one of the few, have been like what Brandon Woodruff and like Jeffrey Springs, uh, or Cole. even Brandon Woodruff, a guy in the top ten that were like, okay, finally, thank you, yeah, good, yeah. good gracious, Jamie McClanahan so, did great, Spencer Strider yeah, did great, Otani. Other than that, though, what what is another takeaway that you have had that uh, you know that has popped out to you in your first couple of days of watching games? I'm gonna say it. Um, so if you guys don't know, in the uh, the morning streaming article I put out, I also have a little table that is the the five you know five tiers of an offense. They're just very loose. It's not by WBRC plus because you all know the small samples of that too. It's really hard to say. Well, just because this offense was good for two weeks doesn't mean that the next two weeks are going to be good and so on and so forth. And so we just have a loose like understanding of like generally this is fine. I think I have underrated the Baltimore Orioles. That's my takeaway. Go uh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> go I mean, on. I just I just think that's an offense that should be at the very least a second tier instead of the third tier. That's that's my biggest thing, especially of how they they've run over a lot of the Red Sox as far with Kluber, Hauk, and uh and Sale. So, oh my goodness. It was it was it was an amazing weekend for the Baltimore Orioles offense. It was just as awful for their pitching and their defense. Uh even worse, they were already in a hole, and then Kyle Bradish, which I'm sure people yeah. will know by now, Kyle Bradish takes a 104 mile an hour liner to the foot and leaves the game. Yeah. So he's he's out, you know, maybe for who who knows. Hopefully his foot isn't broken. I would imagine, by the way, I saw an Orioles uh, um, Twitter account say that DL Hall, sorry, made disgusting mouth sounds. No, I just I just oh. saw a video. I heard it. I was just playing basketball. I haven't gotten a chance to really look at this. And I'm ex- I'm exhausted, and I don't know why I decided to do this Dude. before a podcast. But I got I got exercise. But I just saw the video of Kyle Bradish taking. He it was up. he was between 95 and 97 on his heater, uh, uh, and he looked. On it yet? Uh, I don't know. It was only one inning, but he looked he looked uh-huh. great in the first inning. I mean, he looked really good, and then he was like having some struggles. A few, uh, like, you know, I mean, Sorry. how many pitches? Like eight. Forty two percent CSW. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. How many I'm pitches gonna, was it? It was twelve. <laughs> that's a sub 10 percent swing strike rate just saying it's, a, it's, it's annoying 12 pitches I wanted, on a, it's 12 why doesn't he get whiffs pitches. on his four seamer fast it's 12 pitches why doesn't he get about? whiffs on his four seamer what are we talking about here you know why because of the cut because of the cut action but we're yes, talking about tw- and it drives me nuts 
We're talking about 12 pitches. There's nothing serious here that we could take. He, just, he can't even in that with extra velocity. Okay, fine. Sorry. I, I feel bad. <laughs> 12, that Radish is. <laughs> 12 pitches. Either way, what I was going to say is an Orioles uh, account tweeted nice, something very nice. interesting, which is that DL Hall was scheduled to pitch tomorrow. Uh, and Tyler Wells, I believe, is going to come in now, who was slated to be our number oh, five. So DL so, is going to start tomorrow. There's a chance. Uh, I, I, it, yeah, I would okay, I, that actually might line up. That there's a chance. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance. Anyway, uh, so your surprise was the Baltimore Orioles offense. My surprise was, and I talked a little bit about this with um, uh, Lance Prostowski oh, yeah, on Twitter. That was a fun at, conversation. Check out that yeah. thread, guys. He he's great. He's doing something awesome each morning where he's been tweeting about different movement profiles yeah, on different really pitches cool. from major pitchers, and it's been really exciting. I've been very surprised by the lack of polish on so many of these new sweepers that we've been mm. seeing. Um, we we saw it yesterday with Joe Ryan where he really threw the sweeper a lot, but as you mentioned, it was just a nineteen percent strike rate, and it was just away, 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 away. wasn't getting any whiffs. It was just too far out of the zone. I don't know if it's a feel thing. It doesn't seem like it's a feel thing because I believe a sweeper. It's just kind of like a two seam grip that you throw like a slider or something like that. Uh, uh, it's a it's a curveball grip. Well, it's really like a slider that you throw like a curveball. Think of it like that, but with a two seam oh, no, 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 grip. No. Right? Yeah, it's a curveball grip that you throw with a, like a slider. So hmm. think of like a sweeper as in um, you're, if you're holding a baseball and you're throwing a curveball, I uh, like so that essentially means that your middle finger is on the top of the horseshoe or something going straight down with it, right? Mm -hmm. And take that motion and then just turn it ninety degrees to the right. So now you're doing the same thing. Remember, remember uh, our talk with Lance McCullers, yeah. right? About him throwing a slider. What did he say was throwing a slider? What do you do? Oh, I mean, he had a particular cue. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, he did. Exactly. He did. I remember yeah. it. I'm just yeah, okay. It was, was it? it was serving a pizza. Yeah, the pizza. Okay. Yep, yep. yep. And think about yep. that. Like you're essentially taking that grip and you're just going completely horizontal and release with it. Um, and if you remember Chaz Rowe talking about his slider, like he was ultra, I mean, he was a sweeper. His was a sweeper. It was so filthy, but it was a sweeper. So much more results of movement on it. And he talks about how essentially it was his middle finger against that, that grip coming straight across. And mm. that's what, that's what it is. So it's really like a thing of a curveball, but like you tilt it down. This is why Rich Hill's curveball is a sweeper, really. Mm. Um, I mean, you remember how much lateral movement that thing has gotten over the years. But also think of uh, Rich Hill in your head right now. Is he over the top? No. Yeah. He's, no. He's like three quarters. <laughs> I, Are you just, kidding? I guess. I oh, okay. You get. <laughs> I had a 50-50 shot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Never guess. Just guessing. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, he, he he has a low arm angle, especially on that curveball, and that's so since he has that curveball grip, but he just tilts it, so then it's just like a slider, you know. You, got it. Uh, you, you I, I have to thank you real quick, and then we're going to dive into the list, I promise. I do have to thank you. You immediately commented about how the Orioles offense is, uh, you know, needs to be taken more seriously. Oh, and then Gunnar Henderson, <laughs> Gunnar Henderson hits his first yeah. home run of the season, things that you love to see. So, yes, the sweeper, it is an interesting thing to keep track of. And there are a lot of guys that we're going to talk about within the context of that. And why don't we go ahead and dive into it? So we have our first version of the list. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> I, I was laughing in the car today because I was listening to... Um, I listen to both the first pitch podcast, which I should be listening to each morning, and then I listen to the other the podcast whose name I can never the plus pitch. Plus I'm always pitch. like I'm always like okay. Well, the so reason I was it was the plus called that is because it used to be a PL plus exclusive. And exactly. Knowing me, I came up with the perfect name. <laughs> yeah, of course. 
I was laughing because I, I looked at the list before I listened to Plus Pitch and you were like, I don't think a lot's going to change. You know, you know, that's what you're kind of saying at the beginning of the Plus Pitch podcast. And then I already go to the list and it's like up 35, up 24, up well, 32, okay, so, so unranked, explain, up 28, up 12. The list. So <laughs> it I, just I, cracked me up. I know, I know. But it's also like the top 50 doesn't really change much. It really does. Sure. And that's that's by nature. Like It's by design how this works of the top half. Sure. I had to remove all the injured guys. Yeah. And the ones that aren't there, that's by the rules. So I have the list before the season, which is going to include all of those because you're drafting and how you draft is not is different. Now you're not drafting. Now it's in season stuff. And then my, the rules I have is if they're injured, I let you know where they will be when they're they're here, when they're fine, and they're healthy and they're assumed health. Um, and there was a lot of debate in the Twitch chat about where I should be putting Frankie Montes in this, what range. Mm. And I'm like, a healthy Frankie Montes is a top 50 pitcher. And like, I don't know. I was like, we ranked him at like 30 last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, and then if they're in, if they're not in the majors, they're off the list until they are. Uh, and that's just how the rules are. So I took off Fought, I took off Grayson Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, I took off Jared Schuster as I was making the list. He got demoted. That was he a little su- back. He might that was a little back. surprising to me. Was Schuster, oh, was Schuster demoted? Well, yeah, Schuster was demoted. However, mm-hmm. Max Fried's still not placed on the IL. Mm-hmm. So what might happen is Fried goes in the IL and then Schuster comes back up for his start. Uh, that is a theory that might be some um, service time manipulation in there. Might be some like money reason for he gets paid for less for those days. I don't know. I, if that's the case, I'm upset because it's just that, that's silly to me. I mean, I think like it's demoralizing for if you're yeah. Schuster and you get especially like, after you that first inning. You know, mm-hmm. like Alex, think fast. That's not the thing to do. If you ask me, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really going to happen. I'm not going to bank on it. He's off the list. But anyway, first half doesn't really change. Second half, it's like, well, yeah, we get this is this is what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be shifting all around, being aggressive with this. We're supposed to do sure. this Brazil method. You know, take chances, make mistakes, get messy, and not just stick to our guns and that was already a massive grouping of like, they're all very similar. So if you see any sort of inkling of one way versus another, we got to go and chase that. So yeah, the back half of the list changes a lot. Would So assuming Schuster does not get sent down, I imagine he would still be on the list, but probably in like the 70s or 80s. Yeah, something like that. Like near Dodd, essentially. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I think you and I had a little bit of a differentiating different opinion on schuster coming into the season but he was not that first inning that was that was no, all that, just that like, was all we all we know this yeah yeah i mean even that first inning just we got saw away lots from of him. flashes of what he could be i don't think that was from what i saw in the spring his command was way worse even after mm. that first inning um it was and the other stuff because not as many good sliders down and into right handers change-ups were oh. more elevated than we saw Oh my um, god, the changeups were I felt so bad though. He threw this yeah. one eighty-six mile an hour changeup that was like so up in the zone and he kept yeah. trying to go back to it. And he just had nothing there that he could go there, to. And then just yeah, and then like it's like, can you please just get a fastball over? And as a as a watcher, you could feel the anxiety. You know that oh like, my you know if he throws um, a fastball to the plate, like it's gonna get hit or something. I you feel it with him. I couldn't feel the anxiety because I had streamed him at a points league in my home league and I was so red from anger that I couldn't really see much in my in my I mean, fury. I mean, I, I have him in like half of my leagues or something. Yeah, that's true. You do have him like all over the place. Um, all right. With that said, we've we've talked enough. Let, let's get like to $1, the dollar. You know, the, still. let's let's get to the top 100 here. Uh, so the categories, uh, this is what the category is going to be for today. It's oh, yeah. things that you would put 
into one of those hydraulic presses. Unbelievable. No, you, you're joking. You're joking fast. No, you can't be. No, so no, I refuse. Listen, no, I, am, I refuse. I, listen, I refuse. I, it, I truly you give it a why. No, 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 no. What happened here, guys, is that I approached fast before this podcast. I said, you know what? I feel like we're not challenging ourselves with these themes. I feel like, you know, you just say, okay, you know what? We're going to do Marvel movies or we're going to do HBO shows or yeah. you wanted to do like cars or something. What was it? Vehicles? I don't know. Not very like <laughs> Did I do that? exploratory things. Exploratory. Yes. Uh, all right. I know that you can challenge. You are a creative guy, Alex Fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not challenging yourself. So I said to Fast is, look, I feel like we should do themes like, what would you stick inside of a hydraulic pressure machine? And he goes, oh, that's good. Let's go with that. I like, no, no, no. I want you to come up with them. And he sits for a second and goes, okay, I've got a good one. So no, not going to do that one. I know you have a backup and you're just messing with me. So please. The other, yeah, the other backup I had was like eras. And I think oh that isn't gosh. creative enough. Like good eras. And then I thought of thinking like of things at an antiques roadshow. But like, do you want to do that good. one? Okay, that's much better. That. Great. That's, things at that's an antiques creative. Roadshow. Okay, great. Things on <laughs> sixteen minutes in, we're finally getting to the the first tier. Uh, um, but you know what? I'm, I'm being a I'm being a dick. Yeah. We had some good conversations there. Um, all right, so let's let's dive in tier one here, one through three. Garrett Cole, Corbin Burns, Sandy Alcantara. What's it called, and why is it called that? This is called a uh, Civil War watch because you know it the second that you see it, this is going to be worth a lot of money. Yeah, this is going to sell. This is going to sell. <laughs> uh, give a quick thought about people. You know, it's one game. I imagine that's why we're not lowering Corbin Burns because why would we do that? It's funny. I thought you were going to say Sandy Alcantara with four walks, but we've mm -hmm. seen Sandy Alcantara not have his best command in previous days and he didn't really get that burned by it. Yeah. Um, so it is velocity and all of that. Yeah, we, this happens all the time. We move on. Yeah, and no, I, I with Burns though. For me personally, it's also like it's Wrigley opening day. It's ten degrees. Freezing. Oh, gosh. yeah. I, I just, I mean, it didn't really bother Woodruff, but it's also different. Like Woodruff like is just throwing heaters. Year. Yeah, every year um, like, a Brewer goes into Coors and, or not Coors and Cubs uh, Wrigley, into Wrigley, and it's just like, uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, I actually think it did happen to Woodruff last year. Yeah, well, um, yeah Woodruff was dealing with Reynolds' disease, but... Yeah. Um, all right, let's look at Tier 2 then. Four through nine, Shane McClanahan, Brandon Woodruff, Aaron Nola, Spencer Strider, Shohei Otani, and Luis Castillo. What's it called and why is it called that? This is called the uh, the East Asian Vase. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, you I know, you see, You see those, and they're like... You're like... You know, it's not as obvious right away as the watch. Okay, sure. But you're like, if I'm seeing this right now, yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's got like I a lot of intricate things. You know, it's got grooves in it. You know? Yeah. I thought you were going to say something like that for later for an injury tier because it could theoretically break at oh. any moment. <laughs> oh, I, I have something for that. Okay, yeah. good. That's um, good a few a few things to hit on. I mean, Strider debuted that new change up and listen, you know, for as for as all the great stuff that we talked about this past offseason between you and I and Eno's article about being a two pitch pitcher. If all of a sudden he's got a new change up, that's even that's even more than a show me, which is really all he kind of needs. Right. Between having two elite pitches. If that's the case, then we're talking about a potential Cy Young season for Strider. Are we not? I mean, we already were talking about a potential Cy Young season. Um, mm -hmm. I wonder, I I got to think about it more. How many lefties did he face? Because, I mean, oftentimes you see righties with a changeup that's just like, if you have a lefty heavy lineup, you're going to see more of the changeup that day. Sure. 
Um, and I imagine that was the case for Strider. And okay, he felt comfortable enough to test it out a bit. But yeah, I'm not reading too much into it. Yeah, the Nationals have Manessas. They have Kyber, uh, Kiber, uh, Ruiz. They have, is Robles lefty? I don't remember. Uh, I don't I don't care about hitters. They're just cardboard cutouts, guys. Um, but yeah, you, <laughs> see, you know, if Otani, by the way, had a pitch like this, like a curveball like it, you'd call him Show Me Otani. Uh, but uh, anyway, this is the last um, time I'm letting you work out before a podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, already had, I never like this. We're already at delirious, Nick. The other lefties, uh, Luis Garcia uh, is a is a lefty. Um, Dominic Smith, uh, C.J. Abrams, a lefty. Yeah, so the lefty heavy uh, lineup, I imagine, again uh, against Strider. So we just saw the change. I'm glad it worked out for him, but I don't really anticipate it being a major, major thing for him. It doesn't need to be right. It's just exciting to know that he that he has it. Um, the other thing that kind of stuck out to me, I got to watch so much baseball, and I was Zelda? just so Take thrilled. Care of Zelda so much. Or? I I just put it I just put it on the TV, and she kind of yeah. zones out with me and watches some baseball, yeah. and it's it's been really lovely. Um, Luis Castillo was interesting because you know I saw his line before I saw what he did, um, and I was like, man, okay, what what's going on? Is it the slider? Is it the changeup? And it was none of it. It was none of it. It was There's the sinker. More changeups than sliders. But even then, I feel like there wasn't even anything above like a 15 or 20 percent usage in either of those pitches. Right. It was yeah. like largely it, it fastballs. Like that, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't. I, I was so excited to see that, knowing that he has both of those pitches in his back pocket. I mean, the, the change up being thrown more than the slider really surprised me, considering how much the change up took a backseat last year. I was really hoping to see four seamer Castillo with sliders a ton. And the slider wasn't that good. And he turned the change up. The change up came through for him. And then he just tossed a lot of fastballs and they worked. Um, I think Luis Castillo is a fantastic pitcher. He's got a lot. Uh, and he, he, we're going to see some shakiness likely in April because, yeah, the changeup and slider weren't that great. Uh, and we normally know that he's a slow starter. So hopefully he's okay moving forward. I will also mention Safeco is a dome, right? That's a retractable. Uh, uh, is it a, is it, it's not a dome. It might be. It might be retractable. I think yeah. it was open that night. OK, well, I'm, what I'm saying is Cincinnati is colder. <laughs> Uh, and then I would imagine then domed Seattle. Um, just throw that out there. That's all I want mm. to say. And Maybe. that might be helpful for Castillo. This is a quick question too. When can, when should we expect the, if people are listening, we're curious, you might've already tweeted about this and I missed it. The game logs for this year to be, uh, I, I do have a good update for that. And I'll tell you guys after this break. Sometimes it can feel like food has an emotional control over you. Well, it's time to show your food who's boss with Noom. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. 
Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. So yeah, so I there was some uh, some messy stuff with the MLB API we've been figuring out the past couple of days. Really, really frustrating. It's all right. I expected by the end of this week, essentially one pass the rotation should be fine. Um, but uh, but yeah, it just takes some time to kind of redo a lot of the stuff. So uh, we'll have those MLB game logs back on the player pages and everything updated for 2023, including of course the uh, the seven day projections for uh, for PL Bot. That is the PL Pro. PLV projections. And by the way, I don't know if you've been following it fast. Uh, You're getting your butt kicked. No. It's 3-1 now. 3-1, baby. Oh, now it's 3-1. 3-1, you? It's tied. It's tied. Uh, 3-1 each. Oh, 3-1 each. If you guys don't know this, every single day, I have my streaming pick, but so does PLBot. And uh, right now, I think they picked picked a silly one. Yeah, they picked Cole Irvin. Um... And they, but they got Rich Hill, like insane. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I saw that in the roundup. I, saw I was like, roundup. "What? Yeah, you, you nailed it." All right. Um, and I'm the idiot who took Corey Kluber and it took Eduardo Rodriguez. I'm like, ah. But anyway, I didn't know. Didn't know about the baby birds. Will, yeah, the seven days will be updated uh, soon for that one. Uh, let's move on to tier three here, or our first kind of larger tier. Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, Zach Wheeler, Christian Javier, Kevin Gosman, uh, Dylan Cease, Julio Urias, you Darvish, and Shane Bieber. What's it called? Why is it called that? This is called... Oh, uh, no, I, I had a good one. I'm realizing that's not very nice. Uh, um, <laughs> dang it. I have, oh, I have all these good ones for like the second half. Um... Let's go with uh, a a piece of armor um, from medieval times because <laughs> you want to wear it so badly and you know it would work. Mm. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Like, it's like you, just, you look at it and you just go, yeah, I want that. I want to I wanna, yeah. like, maybe I even throw in like a good sword in there. You know, that's been like sheathed for a long time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want to swing who, that. Who hit the IL to bring Jacob DeGrom up one spot? Uh, Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander, okay. Oh, yeah, great. that's yeah, a cause... huge thing, guys. So many so many guys inside the top 30 got mm-hmm. removed here. Justin Verlander, Carlos Rodon, uh, Joe Musgrove, Max Fried, Robbie Ray. Mm-hmm. Five yeah. inside yeah, the top that's 30. A lot. So if you're going to see a lot of these, like, plus four, plus five, I'm like, you said you weren't changing anything. I'm not. These guys just had to get removed. Yeah, so then talk to me then uh, about... So Dylan Cease jumps up three. Um, some of that is because of those IL guys. Some if of it really won. I swapped him with Julio Urias. Julio Urias, okay. So there wasn't anything from... That That was a really dominant start against... Yeah, no, maybe... A, I said I wasn't going to do anything. 
but I had to do that. I had to do one. I gave him yeah. one for one star because okay. it was so good. He led the list image this week. And I was like, Dylan Cease, like, if you can do this every time, I, I, I'm in. Because that fastball was so good. The curveball was excellent. And the slider was as dominant as you've seen. And then, of course, Alvarez hitting that home run was the coolest thing ever. Oh, my God. Oh, that, Has it landed? Oh, man. We were watching that in, uh, in the brewery, right, at another half. And it was, I mean, it was a good pitch from Ray Lowe, like mm-hmm. down and in. I'm sure he could have been a little bit lower, but man, that was destroyed. He's... I was also, I was also at the Yankee game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what happened to that Yankee game? The Stanton moonshot. Oh man. But it was, it was two batters later from Judge's laser. Mm-hmm. Like I had the perfect angle of it on the left field line. It just, vroom, like in two seconds, we're like, what's the exit? We were all shouting it. And then Stanton's was just... It was mad. It was so loud. <laughs> we and then oh gosh, it was. So we have great. played four. It's been four days, I think, or maybe what five? How many days have been four yeah, or five days the in the day. this, yeah of fantasy? Uh, and uh, I've already got eight home runs in that pitcherless fantasy league, and a lot of those coming from Giancarlo Stanton, and I am very happy about mm-hmm. it. Um, but what I wanted to say was there's no no maybe we should put Cease above Gosman or Javier here. I mean, I know, again, it's just one start, so I don't want to be too reactionary, but he looked so good, and those other guys struggled. I mean, I, I I understand. Uh, Christian Javier got his velocity back. Gosman <laughs> was a 421 Babbitt, and you're like, this is the same story from last year. I'm like, I know, but this yeah. shouldn't be the same, right? I mean, I can't. I can't just all of a sudden flip on that so drastically. Yeah, it's tough. So, After one start, I did it's, one. It's, I did yeah. one move. I was like, that's, here you go. Also, mm. by the way, Twitch chat guessed it. They guessed that Dylan Cease would be the image for the list. Oh, that's impressive. That's impressive. I mean, I did say that I wouldn't do Springs, um, but still, they're like, all right, it's going to be Cease then. I was like, what? Yeah. Smart. I didn't even know they're it would smart. be Cease. I was like racking my brain for like 30 minutes. <laughs> I mean, just um, nailed it. Oh, my gosh. Let's go ahead and look at tier four here, 19 through 24. Alec Manoa, Framber Valdez, Zach Gallon, George Kirby, Nestor Cortez, Lance Lynn. We've only seen, uh, actually, we've seen virtually all these guys against, uh, as opposed to Kirby and Cortez, who both go today as this is being recorded. Cortez had, a, I believe, a very good start against the Phillies. What's this called and why is it called that? It's a beautiful golden pen because you can write with it, <laughs> but then sometimes you want to like tap it and be like, come on, let's, let's, let's like. You got to yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. You gotta lick your finger or something. Shake, <laughs> like it. shake it. <laughs> yeah, shake it a little bit. See if it's, <laughs> see if it's running out of ink. Um, and now, knowing what you know about Nestor Cortez, who went tonight and, uh, you know, 29% CSW, uh, seven whiffs on the four-seamer with eight called strikes, but he throws 55, so it just ends up with a 27% CSW, which relatively is quite good. His night finishes uh, with five innings, one and run, no walks, and just three Ks on 80 pitches. Does that sway you at all, or that's like, yep, that's kind of what we expect from... Give us a little preview of what the Nestor Cortez blurb looks like for tomorrow's SP Roundup. Uh, it probably says, all right, this is this is cool. This is exa- everything we kind of wanted. <laughs> like, this four-seamer is great. Like, I love that. I, I'm super happy that he's uh, that he's at 80 pitches. We kind of expected that. We're like 80, 85, and then now we feel, we feel good. <laughs> Nestor I Cortez is... See- I mean, it, it's... Uh, sure, three strikeouts and not, and not like more than that in seven hits but i'm just happy he's got his 80s pitches in the the offense for the phillies are are solid seven whips in the four seamer like we're cool uh i I, you know 
credit where credit's due for for Lance Lynn. I mean, he's he looked pretty dang good um, overall. He jumps up five. Love seeing the uh, he screamed some very loud expletives during the game, and it had me absolutely dying. I was cracking up. Yeah. Uh, he jumps up. He's in the top twenty five. Talk to me a little bit about that ranking. And he's I at mean, the t- uh, yeah. end of a tier. Yeah, he didn't move. Um, I didn't. I didn't move him. Um, I didn't really move anyone in this tier, save for. Uh, Framber Valdez up above Kirby and Gallon. Um, and that's just really because I think Valdez really pitched phenomenally against the White Sox and the whip was the funniest thing. But I really just wanted to pull down Gallon and then Kirby um, is going today. I was just like, yeah, probably Valdez over Kirby right now after that. And then Gallon is not looking great. So uh, so I, I pulled him down underneath that. But I mean, no, that's it really. Lancelin did what he was supposed to do. Good fastball and Hopefully next time you can go six full innings. But yeah, Lancelin's cool. Looking ahead to tier five here, 25 through 33. Uh, Jesus Lizardo, Clayton Kershaw, Logan Webb, Blake Snell, Logan Gilbert, Jeffrey Springs, Hunter Green, Joe Ryan, and Pablo Lopez. What's it called and why is it called that? So this is a is a like a 18th century written document mm. that you're like terrified for anyone to hold because it could just disintegrate in your hand. Okay. But you know it's a uh, valuable thing. All right, I gotta say I'm a little shocked to see Jesus Lizardo over Logan Webb, I who just, had a really good start. I just start. didn't touch it. Lizardo is again a situation of me not really wanting to change anything because honestly, okay. Lizardo threw sat 97 and change. Sure. Like, oh, it was good. He had the tough. He had a tough matchup against the Mets. Do we believe that Logan Webb is going to go 12 strikeouts every game? No, we don't. The sinker getting a ton of called strikes, having a lot of lateral movement. Really good to see that. Good change up down. The, the slider is still that cutter look to it as opposed to the big loopier one. And that that tighter one had a much lower swing strike rate last year. And I don't really think um, we're going to see a lot of swing strikes on that slider this season. So I don't buy the 18K per nine that Logan has right now or anything close to it. A nine K per nine sounds great. And I think that's kind of what we're going to get from Logan Webb, but I did raise him. He has a plus seven as opposed to like the plus four or plus five of others around him. It is interesting above Blake Snell. It's interesting to see though. I mean, I, to me, it was more the Jeffrey Springs. I mean, I I know we shouldn't get too excited about the the no hitter over six with 12 K's because it was against the Tigers, but Man, and sure, I think you talked a little bit about some of the some of the things with his changeup. I think it was or his slider. Changeup was good. Uh, yeah, slider the, was better against lefties. That was cool. Yeah, to see. but still, I mean, four One walks for Luzardo. Look, look, here we are. Here we are. Luzardo looked great. Clean four Kershaw walks looked great. No, 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 no. Don't, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm totally fine with this. Uh, it was also a low strike rate on uh, the slider and the changeup that is not typical for him. Uh, seeing him at that velocity and then also good ERA strikeouts like it's it's all there Luzardo's fine uh, if not anything I'm excited um, Clayton Kershaw was amazing Logan Webb was amazing Blake Snell was not as good because he bounced his secondaries a ton in that game but mm. he did make a better adjustment on his four seamer um, he was going more glove side with it than we typically see which is I think the biggest thing we need from Blake Snell and that's great. Logan Gilbert's secondaries look good. He got three whiffs on the, on the splitter. Had more whiffs on the slider and curve as well. Looks like a different, different breaking ball. Uh, I'm encouraged by that. Jeffrey Springs was fantastic too. So I just see a grouping of like six guys that I'm still very much in on. 
Mm. Um, and after one start, I'm not just going to blow it all up. <laughs> sure. I, yeah. I, I can't do that quite yet. They're all in the top 30 now because of all of the injuries. I'm just going to kind of leave it here and we'll probably see in like two weeks where it stands um, because I'm excited about all of them. Joe Ryan was another guy who kind of reminded me of Luis Castillo in that I thought he was going to have more success with the sweeper. We talked a little bit earlier about he really just didn't command it quite well at all. But the new splitter was was quite interesting. (laughs) Do you believe in a splitter being consistent fast? No, I don't, obviously. But I will say that if there are gains, I I do think we can see more gains with the sweeper. Like, again, another cold day starting in Kansas City. So I do kind of like the note. Joe Ryan, if anything, falls into where you want his splitter to be, right? An interesting third option that he doesn't need to lean on. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's just about the the, the slider coming through. We didn't really yeah. see it come through last year as much as I wanted. And well, it's a, was, it's a new you know, slider. I'm, right. I, I, It's one of those cases of just, cool, I want that to happen. And it could. But I'm not going to push him above the other guys that are doing the thing. As opposed to the guy who isn't quite doing that. No, oh, that makes sense. I don't think there was enough there from Joe Ryan to to merit a push-up. Pablo Lopez, very exciting, man. Very exciting. Now at this point, oh, yeah. it's if you can stay healthy and establish some consistency, that's a, that's a really exciting... Between the added velocity, between the new sweeper, between not having to rely on the cutter quite so much, there are some really exciting Take changes one there guess what he did this offseason. Went to driveline. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's driveline. You know what? I'm a little, I'm a little TO'd. Uh, I, I, never mind, I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, all right, let's let's move on to the next tier here, 34 through 40. This is tier six. We're looking at Freddie Peralta, who went today. Reed Detmers, who I believe goes tonight against Kirby. Correct? Oh yes, he Unbelievable. does, baby. Yeah. That oh, let's half go. This is going to be yeah. like yeah, right now. We got to head this by. We got to. <laughs> I know we got to wrap this up. I got to get this daughter to bed oh, so I can go man. watch this game. George Kirby against Reed Detmers. Are you joking? I should yeah, be like that's on be... Twitch, like live streaming that game, you know? I know that is, um, that's like, that's like primo pitchless two young studs. When the PL clubhouse is a real thing fast, <laughs> we'll be hosting that event. Oh man, that's going to be super he, fun. He was throwing like 95 to 98 or something in, in spring last week. Like I know the command wasn't quite as good as we wanted. The slider whiffs weren't as there as we've seen in the past. But man, he's making himself a wonderful foundation. Uh, and I'm really, really excited about it for Reed Detmers. Yeah, me as well. Um, it, it should be fun. You, you've, I've turned the page a little bit thanks to your analysis on him. And I'm definitely Aww. excited to watch that game. Um, other gentlemen, did we? Uh, no, we, we didn't, we didn't even get through all the names because we just stopped at Reed Detmers. Oh, yeah, uh, Lucas, G- yeah. <laughs> Lucas Giolito, Nick Lodolo, uh, Drew Rasmussen at 38, Charlie Morton, uh, all these guys going today, or Rasmussen and Morton at least, uh, and Dustin May at number 40. What's it called and why is it called that? Um. Okay, uh, this is a weird one. It's going to be a vinyl record from the 50s. Mm-hmm. And um, you just want to play it on repeat and hope that it, it doesn't lose its value. Okay, I like right? that. Hope that it doesn't. You know, yeah, the more that, that you listen nice. to it, the more like it destroys it a little bit. Sure. But like, but if you don't play it, then you know what's the point? <laughs> I think you're just talking about Charlie Morton. Uh, well, no, but I mean like Freddie Peralta. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. So. A, a, a lot of qu- kind of quick hits. Freddie Peralta went today. I thought maybe he had a a, a new sweeper. I reached out to someone uh, in the Brewers organization, and they were like, "It's not necessarily a new sweeper. It's more the fact that it's what he always wanted his slider to be. It's yeah. like kind of getting back to form, nice. which is 
great. We love to hear that, right? It's more like the 2022 data was a little bit skewed due to injury, and now he's kind of back where he was. But man, there were some sweepers that he threw. There was one to, to um, Francisco Lindor that was just a yeah. beaut, just like really beautiful. Nick Lodolo debuts, and while the line overall wasn't the sexiest thing in the world, 22 swings and misses for him against Pittsburgh in Great America Ballpark. If you read um, the roundup, you'll know that it was a career high because someone mentioned it in a tweet. That's me, dog. Um, <laughs> and Drew Asmussen goes today uh, against the Nationals. A really nice start. I believe it was six innings with, oh, I think it was like one hit or something with no walks and seven Ks oh. or six Ks or something like that. It was very good. Uh, talk to me about some of these guys in this tier. Any, anyone that pops out for you? So I, uh, Drew Asmussen, oh my God, that's a so rice. Must hide. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, honestly what happened is that I just pulled up that start and I got startled because he's down two ticks on his cutter. I was like, well then he must have <gasps> he added six inches of vertical drop on it. Mm. Um and that's cool. Why is that cool, Nick? Because that means he can throw a sweeper off of it. And then you can get the fun diamond. Uh really the the, the triangle game of like cutters go down, sweepers go left, and four seamers hopefully hopefully stay up. It does get a little too much cut on it. I remember making you tell me about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and <laughs> Savant's kind of weird, where they have a they have one of his four seamers at a hundred and ninety four spin uh, RPM, uh, which I've seen a couple times. Uh, like uh, I saw Nationals Park has messed up a little bit like that too. Oh, what do you know? It's in what Nationals Park. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Well, I was thinking of the Brave series with like Max Free throwing a 34 RPM slider. I was like, man, the knuckle slider sounds great. I'm in for it. Mm. Um, but uh, but Drew Rasmussen, yeah, this looks wonderful. Seven whiffs uh, across the cutter and four seamer. Um, kept the cutter down, which is what you want to see. Kept the four seamer up, which is what you want to see. Um, backdoored the uh, the sweeper. Um, I think it works. It's a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about with Rasmussen. With Peralta, I think I undervalued Peralta in the preseason. I really think I should have had a much closer to clean Kershaw. It's the same kind of idea. Quality of innings should be great for Freddy Peralta. The concern we have is longevity because I think his shoulder is not good and is not mm-hmm. going to sustain itself through the year. Um, but then again, clean Kershaw is at 26 and we expect like 120 innings out of him or something like that, right? Like why isn't Peralta kind of close to that? So I've corrected that a little bit um, and you might see him close to Kershaw in due time. Yeah, we talked a little bit about Rasmussen. The one thing that's just going to be very frustrating is, you know, he what he had 66 pitches, right? Mm. 66 pitches in the sixth inning. Now, maybe the Rays were like, it's his first outing. We're already up for nothing and we're playing against the Nationals. We're going to be fine. He had seven Ks, buddy. I, I so I just man sixty six pitches. Let him get to eighty. Just toss him out for the seven. Here's the thing: if he didn't know he had sixty six pitches, how would you feel? I would be like, great, I'm living the dream. I'm absolutely right, loving so what I'm seeing. Almost, from almost just like relax. <laughs> the other thing that we should talk about too is, uh, man, you, people likely picked up Charlie Morton because they thought, okay, the beginning of the season was not great. He turned it around at the end. He picked up all of his pitches. And then what do we get from him today? We get uh, five and a third with nine hits, three earned runs, two walks, and one strikeout, a 20% CSW. He picks up just two whiffs and a 15% CSW on 33 curveballs thrown. Uh, oh, man, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. 
You want to know the funniest thing? Well, first of all, you got to win. You didn't mention that. So that's good. That's um, true. <laughs> always going to, assuming this 8-4 league sticks. Um, the funniest thing is I'm doing the list. And I, I had lowered Morden to where Chris Sale and Chris Bassett are. And I'm writing my blurb. And I'm saying, man, it's just been, you know, C's as in the letter C of disappointment mm. for, for these three guys. And everyone's like, hey, so what's the disappointment about Charlie Morden? And I said, well, yeah, he didn't have a good start. And they go, he hasn't pitched yet, Nick. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yes, he did. And it wasn't very good. And everyone's like, Nick is just seeing into the future, guys. <laughs> And I was like, oh no. And I just I created this. I this is all this. my fault. Apologize. I did this. Apologize to people. I'm so sorry. Um, okay. no, what I was thinking of was his start against St. Louis, which was on Tuesday last week, which was not pretty. Um, in his final tune up. And I kind of felt I felt the vibes of that, I guess. I don't know. I just felt like that was a sign for this. Yeah. Uh, we know that Charlie Morin isn't good at the beginning of the year. If you remember in 2021, it took him until like the middle of May. 2022, it took him to the middle of June. And I keep joking this entire offseason, it's going to be the all-star break when Charlie Moore and the clicks in. It should be better. It, it should be better. That's all I'll say. Um, knowing this start, yeah, then I put him between Chris Sale and Chris Bass in the next tier, Justin May above him, right? Um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We got 60 pitchers remaining, and we're going to get to all of them right after this break. Most weight loss programs are short-term fixes. But the problem is, managing your weight needs a long-term solution. And that's what makes Noom different. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight today and in the future. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up for your trial today. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Fast, bring us back. We got to go watch this Detmers-Kirby game. 
Yeah. Okay. Great. We yeah. We gotta, we gotta get to these. We gotta get to these. Tier seven, forty-one through forty-eight. Sale Bassett, Senga, Jordan Montgomery at forty-four. Alex Cobb, Brady Singer, Andrew Heaney, and rounding out the tier at forty-eight. Nathan Eovaldi. What's it called? And why is it called that? This one is called the. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so dumb. It is the uh, the Revolutionary War flute. <laughs> because there are a lot of holes in it. No, very good, very good. Uh, there are peaks and valleys here. The 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 valleys are Chris Sale and Chris Bassett, who people are probably not very excited about. But the peaks, Kodai Senga, after that first inning, really settled in, and sure, he's throwing ninety seven and not getting any whiffs on his four seamer, but that'll change, right? Alex Cobb with a really nice slider. Brady Singer, good start against the Blue Jays. Not the best CSW, just going change ups. Excuse me, just going. I think it was uh, sinkers and uh, sliders overall. What else is kind of new but what are you thinking about uh, about some of these dudes first of all it is so touching to hear you talk about the things that bring up in the roundup i feel like this is a new Told experience you. this year 2023 on the corner is a new animal everybody <laughs> it, it is something completely different um yeah so i mean going through this we haven't seen hunter brown yet and the fact that he's not stalled because of the back is really good sunny gray looks fine not exceptionally you're fine. in the wrong tier you're in the uh, wrong I'm tier. tier i'm in the wrong tier yeah. i was so confused about this um yeah what we saw from brady singer was everything normal um alex Cobb, as you mentioned in the slider is really exciting to me even though he didn't do exceptionally well the fact sure. that the slider is a real thing means that when the thing is real things will be good mm. Um, and uh, Jordan Montgomery went against the Jays didn't do great but he wasn't so bad it was just like one extra earned run that you wanted and two extra hits and then it would have been fine and against the Jays that's okay he wasn't so bad Um, as I mentioned with Senga I yeah bad first inning settled down but it's, it's super reliant on the fork and it's you don't know how I feel about that mm-hmm. um, and Chris Bass I just couldn't do anything yet I know it was terrible yeah. it was so bad terrible. so bad but you can't do anything yet. And also the Cardinals should be on an elite offense. That, that oh. offense is so good. Uh, Tyler O'Neill's killing it. Goldschmidt's killing it. Arenado's killing it. It's too bad that they even have Newt Bar in the IL. Um, Brendan Donovan. Donovan. Gorman My boy. looks great. Oh, unreal. Uh, it's, oh, yeah. Mm, I probably forgot so somebody so else. Um, so, oh, yeah. There's a guy named Contreras. I don't Contreras. Know. Uh, I don't know. Unbelievable. Yeah. Fantastic so, stuff. So we might be avoiding them a lot more. And uh, Chris Bassett might have just gone one of those horrible days that we just, you know, in, in October, we'll be like, well, if you remove his first start of the season, uh, that's what we're going to do here after this Bassett. Don't do that. Game. Don't don't reuse plus pitch voices on this podcast. That's plus where I draw pitch. the line. That's not a plus pitch voice. You did that this morning saying the exact same thing about Chris Bassett. Did uh, I really? That was the voice you used. I listened to it on did on I do the same I-5. <laughs> I listened to it on <laughs> i5 about an hour and a half ago, and I will not abide that. that understand so, me? Are you serious? I did the same voice. Go listen to it. Put I, them back I to got... back. Oh, my God. That's oh, that's amazing. All right. Let's move on to tier eight here. 49 through 57. You already I'm gave us a little bit of a sneak look, peek. Look, I'll say this. I am consistent. a consistent man, right? Yeah. Like the way 100%. how I feel is how I feel. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't put on an act for you guys. It comes from no. the heart. 49 through 57, Tier 8, Hunter Brown, Sonny Gray, Patrick Sandoval, Kenta Maeda, Sean Manaya, Zach Eflin, Ross Stripling, Marcus Stroman, John Gray. Some guys have thrown. A good amount of these have not. What's it called? Why is it called that? It's This one is the random piece of art. 
and you have no idea this is actually going to be legit. Mm. Right? You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 fair. There's a lot of I mean there's there's not too many guys we, we can't speak to Maeda, we can't speak to Manaya, we can't speak to Hunter Brown. A lot of them are going either right now or in the, the next day or so. We can talk about Eflin. We talked about Lance Brozdowski's fantastic tweets talking about how Eflin is getting more rise on his changeup, I believe, than Well, on yeah, his my my old philosophy on that is it's a four-seamer grip um with a sinker. So, you throw a sinker, it's going to sink more than the four-seamer version of the changeup. But it is interesting to having a changeup that has less drop than your premier fastball, uh, which is an interesting point. I love this Ross Stripling ranking because anyone who's in your league who saw that Yankee start and said, "Ugh, you know what? He was just a streamer. I'm not really into it. Go and pick him up because I think he gets an easier schedule now. Oh, and- it's a gorgeous schedule. It's like the Royals and the Tigers and mm-hmm. like there's another t- maybe in the Marlins. And the- oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. It's unfair. It's really beautiful. Marcus Stroman also jumps up 23 spots. What did you see? Is he he, he virtually shut down uh, a Milwaukee Brewers offense in his start? What did you see so, from Stroman? So that this you was a bit of grouping at this point of like tier eight, tier nine, tier 10. I could have put him in the bottom of tier nine, which would have been like 68. And that would have been 12 spots lower. And then you see like, oh, plus 11. Like, who cares? Mm. Um, but uh, I felt that he's just a little safer. I think we've collectively undervalued him. Maybe just me. Um, he's fine. He's he's essentially like a Toby, like slightly better. You know, you're going to get quality starts when he has the rare quality start tag. And I like him a little bit more than Tyler Anderson is what I ultimately felt, who's right underneath 70. So it's like, all right, let's remove him from that tier and put him in the next one. So uh, Strowman's here at 56. All right. John Gray goes tonight against the Orioles. His final line was a, was a pretty terrifying. encouraging one. Oh, was it? Why? Well, I, I didn't know because I was talking about the Orioles offense. Oh, th- he gave up two solo shots, one to Gunnar Henderson and one to Jorge Mateo, but six and a third with two earned runs, four hits, two walks, and seven Ks on 97 pitches. Uh, an okay, about 29% CSW. The sweeper looked pretty good. Um, he largely did go four-seam sweeper with a few changeups and curveballs mixed in overall. It doesn't look like anything changed in the offseason for him too much in terms of a movement profile. Six slider whiffs, 24% CSW isn't terrible. 11 called strikes in the four-seamer, just kind of pounding the zone with that four-seamer and dropping in sliders low went away that's not bad it wasn't really a terrible start for him against what you said is not really the worst offense in baseball i'm so you don't love it um i mean i have not watched it i'm just kind of looking at everything here 11 called strikes in the four seamer i think is what saved him uh he's a tick down on the four seamer he's just under 95 it's not sitting 96 like we want to see uh no extra movement on it um yeah 24 percent cw on the slider this isn't premier John Gray. So it's not a terrible know. first start. You know, I know the coolest part about this game. Mm-hmm. The coolest thing. Cole Raggins was sitting 92 miles per hour last year. He's sitting 96 yes. now. I know. I He's he's kind of an interesting dude where I wonder I, if he's I'm, like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's at a 250 RPM on his curve. He's thrown a five and a half ticks harder. No. <laughs> he's, he's going more of a power curve now. I uh, Cole Raggins is going to get starts this year. You want to know why? Because it's Andrew Heaney, John Gray, Nathan Evaldi, yeah. Jacob DeGrom. Okay. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And Cole Raggins, sure, he's throwing 96 in, in the bullpen now. But at 95, Cole Raggins, I, I kind of dug what he did last year. He's a nibbler with four seamers up and then cutter is inside to right handers. And like, I think this is going to work. 
He's yeah. got that power curve nope. now. Uh, it's just, a fun just name remember. to watch. Just remember. It's a fun name to watch. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and look at tier nine here, 58 through 70. Hayden Wisniewski, uh, Graham Ashcraft at 59, Nick Martinez, Seth Lugo, Noah Syndergaard, Luis Garcia, Jamison Tyone. At number 65, we have Tyler Molly, followed by Dylan Dodd, David Peterson, Eduardo Rodriguez, Tyler Anderson, and rounding out this tier at 70, Aaron Savale. What's it called and why is it called that? This is the massive stamp collection for a couple of reasons. One, it's too long. Two... <laughs> <laughs> two there are some they're gonna be like oh you bought this for 40 cents it is worth two dollars and fifty cents it is value but you're not too excited about it sure and then there will be one of those stamps to be like oh but this one right here yeah you know, like that's the good one this one you can get maybe a thousand dollars at auction but we don't know the market fluctuates I know that guy. I like that guy. I, I know that guy, that voice. Uh, let's, let's, there's a lot of exciting names in this tier. And again, now that we're getting into the back end of the 50s, there are guys who haven't necessarily gone yet. But listen, you, you got to talk uh, about Graham Ashcraft, right? I mean, we saw a, a little bit of a harder slider velocity. We didn't see, we saw actually a drop in the cutter velocity, but it's still, you know, sitting 96, not 97, but 96. The CSW wasn't great, right? And it kind of was that typical Graham Ashcraft start that we would see last year, right? Where we're like, oh man, in a vacuum, the stuff is really nice. But overall, just still, it still feels like there's another gear there. And uh, I mean, listen, maybe I'm being pedantic. It's seven innings with one run and one walk in six Ks and four hits. That's very against nice, the obviously. Pirates. Against the Pirates. Yeah. So it, it, are, do, are you, where do you stand now with Ashcraft? I mean, he jumps up, he right. jumps up so, 24. Uh, so keep in mind, it's like back here, there are like 10 guys removed at this point yeah yeah so just point. lop off like 10 if you so notice he goes up the, 14 the unranked begin at 91 or an 89 or something right like it's mm. there are a lot of ones i had to add i had, to add like 13 guys ultimately because i just ran out of spots um so or i, I ran out of players and i was like oh man i gotta search for some and i gotta remember but for ashcraft we don't know yet and the fact that he's throwing his slider as much as he is, it's like 30, 40% now, is encouraging to me. And he's essentially a Rasmus and Light at this point. Mm. So I, I wonder what direction it's going to go. I don't know yet. And that's why he's in this tier with Hayden Wesneski and Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo. These are interesting guys. Dylan Dodds at 66. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. I kind of don't want to start him for the, the Cardinals start because we just talked about how good that offense yeah. is. But... If he does well in that, you're not going to be able to get Dylan Dodd. So if you want to grab him and just see how this goes, cool. We'll take it from there. I, But yeah, with, with Ashcraft, I, I don't quite know yet. And I'm just kind of hoping maybe that sinker becomes a better weapon against right-handers. And then the cutter just stays inside the left-handers. And then the slider is just used in both situations um, as your out pitch. Bam, there you go. Uh, there's potential there. We just don't really know what it is yet. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Lugo. Um, he jumps up 35. We talked a little bit about the new slider. You talked about it in the plus pitch today, which was which was very exciting. However, you also talked about... Uh, you, you brought this up a few times in the write-ups, and it's uh -huh. the overall strike rate but you're not talking about whiffs or you're not talking about csw you're also talking about fouls and balls in play yes. right now i know it's the same old thing too but like we don't want fouls but i guess maybe we can't say we don't necessarily want fouls because we can't say if they're definitively a good or a bad thing right 
when it comes to the approach of a pitcher, right? What are the three things I say that you need to have? Do you remember the, this? Uh, when it comes, no, I don't. Um, there are three. Thanks for being honest instead of just guessing. Uh, <laughs> is, there, is there shoe size? Is there height? And the color of their hair. Yeah, um, exactly. There, it's essentially you need a fastball you can throw for strikes, right? Like confidently, not get destroyed. Yeah. You need a secondary pitch you can confidently throw for strikes and doesn't get destroyed. And then you need a pitch that gets whiffs, right? And how I felt with Seth Lugo and why a lot of times I'm really excited about adding a slider is because look at Alex Cobb. You have a fastball you can get strikes with. You mm-hmm. have a curve, uh, a a splitter you can get whiffs with. But then you don't really want to rely on that curveball to get you strikes. You can do it in like an OO count, but you can't do it in two one count, right? And that's why the slider there. I want to see a high strike rate on that because it doesn't need to be a whiff pitch. He has the splitter for that, right? Mm-hmm. So with Seth Lugo, it's the curveball is the whiff pitch really. That's the big moneymaker for him on top of the fastballs that he does. Actually, he gets whiffs on those too. He sometimes goes upstairs with the four-seamer, jams guys with the left hand, or the sinker actually does like a nice CSW coming back to right-handers and stuns them for strike three. And adding a slider, if he's getting strikes with that, and yeah, sure, if he's allowing a lot of hits on it, then that's a different story. But the first step is, are you getting strikes with this? Mm. And if he's doing that, then that becomes an addition to his repertoire. And I want to see that. And that's what he did with it. It's a sweeper, essentially. And uh, I'm excited by it. I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's it's one start. I, I am not as in love with it just because like it, I, I liked where Joe Ryan was missing with his sweeper. Mm-hmm. Seth Lugo missed up and like in the zone with his sure. sweeper a lot. And like, I think a, a, a team that's not the Rockies, even though I'm not even saying the Rocky Road thing, because I agree with you, uh, you know, the conversations we've had, where it's like Rocky Road doesn't kind of start until the, in cores first. Right. But there were a lot that were like elevated. Um, so maybe, uh, you know, I'm uh, just like I'm going to wait and see what happens with Joe Ryan and his sweeper. And we could talk about Jamison Tyone and how his sweeper wasn't necessarily there. I don't even think he actually ended up throwing many of them, if, if only a few. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens, if he can command it a little bit more. But man, not a single whiff. And I just don't love the location. I'm excited to, to, to see more. Any final thoughts about any other gentleman in this tier before we move on to our final uh, four tiers? Yeah. Do you want to know how many uh, hits Seth Lugo allowed on that? Uh on that slider none none yeah he didn't allow any nope wonder what the <laughs> so just uh just throwing that out there i uh, but anyway um we're gonna we're gonna move on to the other guys and see i mean there's a lot of debate between uh martinez and luke and lugo i uh, and saying hey nick where are you gonna have you know we're gonna have them inside the list here uh and i went with nick martinez instead of seth lugo uh, for the simple reason that I think that Martinez's stuff overall is better. Um, I think that the changeup is a really filthy pitch. Uh, the curveball, fantastic shape to it. I, I like the cutter jamming uh, left-handers um, and using it for, to get strikes against right-handers. And I do like his approach of trying to go inside with four-seamers and eventually a- adapting sinkers as well. Uh, it was so frustrating watching that where he allowed that two-run shot to Charlie Blackman trying to go inside. If you guys remember last year, Nick Martinez would actually stay away with his fastballs against left-handers. He mm. wouldn't attack them inside, and he's starting to do that. And I was so excited. And he, in this big situation, he tried to do it, and he leaked out over the plate, and Blackman took it out, and it turned his two-run run game to a four-run run game. 
but he had 15 whiffs, seven innings. I feel there is more to like overall about Martinez, but I think the floor is a little bit higher with Lugo. Um, so between the two, you kind of can take what you want. I think it's a great situation that they're in. The Padres are not hitting super well right now. They might be a little overrated as offensively. That should change over time. And I, I think it's great to be a pitcher on the Padres in general. So, uh, Lugo Martinez, I like them both. I would be rostering them on, on my teams right now. Um, looking at the other guys in the tier. I mean, honestly, at the end, it's just kind of Toby's. Uh, David Peterson, uh, Edward, Eduardo Rodriguez, Tyler Anderson, Aaron Savelli, I'm encouraged by. Um, but ultimately, that's might, might be what they are, and that's fine. Uh, David yeah. Peterson, a little bit more strikeout upside, same with Eduardo Rodriguez, but we'll see. I was going to say, um, Peterson, yeah. I feel like might the, the, the tale of the Marlins start, I don't think, was exactly what he was. He looked a little no, bit better was, than, I think, that final line. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think he was at his best. Um, so I didn't mm. get many whiffs on that one, which is strange. Um, but uh, Tyler Malley... Also, I had to raise him up because his four-seamer um, is was 93 in the last spring start, and I did my last edition of the list when it was 91, 92. So I'm hoping that today uh, it was much better. Okay. Let's uh, move on because we've got a few more guys we got to get to here. Tier 10, 71 through 78, Justin Steele, Clark Schmidt, Matthew Justin Boyd, Michael Steele. Sorry. Continue. Grove, Stephen Matz, Alex Wood, Ryan Nelson, and Carlos Carrasco. What's it called and why is it called that? Um, just so you know, Tyler Malley killed it. So that's good. 94 mm, on did. the fastball. 93.8. Yep. I was so wrong. I was so, so wrong. I apologize to everyone, including you, Alex Chamberlain, because I'm waiting for the tweet. Mm. I'm waiting for the tweet where he calls me out on it. Um, God, that's so good to see. I'm sorry. I'm just like so relieved <laughs> that Tyler Malley is back to 94. Um, anyway, this tier, I uh, this is... Um, <laughs> I uh, this is the 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 silver plate because you're like really like this one yeah this this still has value um uh, Justin Steele I, I, you, you already wrote about this we know the sliders are the best offering it's not about that but man there was this beautiful sequence against Rowdy Tellez where he got him to whiff so far out of the zone on a slider oh, yeah. which makes the sense lefty lefty matchup but then he went front door. And Rowdy Tellis just hung his head and walked away. I mean, it was a perfectly placed front door slider that he was not going to be able to do anything with. Mm. Uh, and it was it was absolutely beautiful. Um, any of these guys, you know, a good amount of these haven't gone yet, uh, except for, I think, Steele, Schmidt, and um, Carrasco. Talk a little bit about Schmidt before we move on to the next tier and why he jumped up 28. Yeah, Schmidt is throwing a lot of sliders, 33% sliders. I think he'll be better in future starts. I think it's just something he needs to get comfortable with. I'm very excited by that. Uh, I didn't know if that was going to stick around, but now we've seen it. Three, have a, three, the last three games we've gotten Stackhouse data for, he has had it, um, and that's really cool. By the way, Michael Grove is getting the start as SB five for the Dodgers. I, yeah. I don't know what we're going to get, but it's two cushy starts. And Ryan Nelson is now the number five for the Padres. And even though his velocity was a little bit down in the spring, I would imagine. I mean, it could be back to normal. And the shape of that fastball is better than Dre Jameson's. So curious what we get there. So the interesting news, Madison Bumgarner, I think, went back to Arizona early because maybe some like forearm tightness or something. So maybe an opportunity opens up there. Yeah, they were saying today that he was still going to get his start next. Um, <laughs> that's a shame. Idea, yeah, that's a shame. But maybe not. I mean, I've heard this before. Like, oh, everything's fine. Verlander was saying everything is fine. He's on the IL. Yeah. And uh, it would be Dre Jameson, I would think, uh, who came in relief of Merrill Kelly, not Brendan Fott. Uh, just in case you guys are wondering that one. But we'll see. 
We'll see how that goes. Tier 11, 79 through 87. Edward Cabrera, Tyler McGill, Mike Clevenger, Domingo Herman, Jack Flaherty, Yusei Kikuchi, Kyle Bradish, Trevor Rogers, Jose Urquidy. What's it called and why is it called that? <laughs> it's called the ugly nutcracker because yeah. there's a guy that shows up with it and be like, this is a lot of value. It's like, no, man, this is just a stupid nutcracker. <laughs> uh, it was tough to watch some of these. I mean, uh, Edward uh, Cabrera, uh, the, the walks, <laughs> Jack Flaherty, just the velo and just... <laughs> You okay I'm, sorry, just imagine, I'm just imagining the guy being like he's got glasses on he's got the belt you know he's like hey this is a cool nutcracker huh and the guy's like no man it's stupid oh okay all right thanks <laughs> oh no i really needed that money trevor rogers uh just not not all there doesn't have the slider at the moment so you know it's a peaks and valleys tier because there's some good stuff right i mean notable garbage person mike clevenger the velo looks good he looked good right and that's that's yeah. nice but like we said cabrera with the command flarity with the velo and just not looking great what do you think about some of these guys cabrera gets the mets next so it makes it even harder to hold on to tyler mcgill wasn't there with the velocity he does get the marlins again um but Eric Cabrera, I like more long-term. Tyler McGill, I like more short-term for that one start. But it makes it really tough to roster. Clevenger gets the Pirates next. That seems like a good start in Fantasyland. Um, but we'll see there. The Villalo was up a tick. Slider looked better. But that's it. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Domingo Herman, we haven't seen him yet. Um, we'll see what we get there. Jack Flaherty was horrible. Oh, my yeah, gosh. No hits with seven walks and didn't know where it was going. The velocity was down. This is not the man from 2019 or whatever. Um, you say Kikuchi has got all the wisps, but what, I don't know what happened today yet. Um, Kyle Bradish, as we mentioned, might be off the list uh, next week because of whatever happened on this comebacker. Um, as you mentioned, Trevor Rogers, no slider there. Uh, and it kind of seems like the same guy from 2021. And I don't want to deal with that. And Jose Arquiti doesn't look great. It's not yeah. all locked in. So, um, so yeah, not, not a fan. Tier 12, Jose Barrios at 88, Mackenzie Gore at 89, Spencer Turnbull, Nick Pavetta, Michael Kopech, Shintaro Fujinami. What's it called and why is it called that? Um, This, oh boy, I, this <laughs> is the the dog. And, uh, and then someone's saying, excuse me, get the dog off the table, please. <laughs> Uh, another kind of peaks and valleys stuff. Jose Barrios, probably just fully droppable, to be honest. Five and two thirds with eight earned runs, nine hits, two walks, and seven Ks. I, I, I just personally think you let him sit on the wire until maybe you can get some semblance of a notion that he can be what he once was. But so even I don't then, f- do you what? really know? Yeah, even that. Yeah, it's just not really worth it. Mackenzie Gore. He, there were some beautiful breakers know, from him, man. No, Mackenzie Gore looked really good. He, he but did. Why fast is he down at eighty nine? Do you think? Uh, he's got a terrible schedule. Oh my god, it's horrendous. But if he did it against Atlanta, no, you can't. You can't. You want to do it in chorus fast? No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, Michael Kopech, just there were moments over the course of the game where I was like, oh, the, the velo's nice. And then just solo shot, solo shot. You know, no it command. was uh, it was really funny. If you, this is why you guys have to be watching the list live on mm. Mondays. I, I do it at 1 p.m. If you just go to the homepage of Pitcherless and you'll get it. Um, we're watching that one live uh, next uh, next to us. And I'm watching him like I just tuned in and it was like, oh, I just saw in the top corner. Ninety two miles per hour. I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. And then I went to the list and like I took Michael Kopech and dropped him <laughs> down a little bit. And then he allows uh, the home run to Conforto at 94 up, and I lower him again. And he allows the one to Yes uh, Stremski, and I lower him again. 
Um, I mean, that was, was more for entertainment good. at that point. Eventually, I settled here. But it's a case of, like, you don't want to roster Michael Kopech right now. No. He, no. J- he just can't do it. So, yeah, you're at 92. I mean, Pavetta at least gets the Pirates. <laughs> Who just tore apart Boston again. Uh, really? Cutter Crawford. Well, Cutter Crawford, you're going to have to watch that start. He they he gave up a like a pop up to left field, which was dropped. Um, what? That never and, happens in baseball ever fast. I know, especially <laughs> not for the Orioles. And he they they said, OK, none of these are earned runs. And then the official score in Fenway was like, nah, I don't really like Cutter Crawford and gave him seven earned runs. Uh, no, no way. He, he gave him all three from the first inning and then it jumped up his total from four to seven. And it was totally unfair. He actually led the day in whiffs so far, I believe. So that Cutter Crawford start would be interesting. But we got We got to get to this final tier here. Tier 13. Wins. Wow. 94 five 14 and then three at 11 on the slide it's not well, bad it was better than the line indicated um yeah. the final tier tier 13 94 through 194 uh, is bailey falter martin perez merrill kelly miles michael zach please zach cal quantrill and jp sears what's it called why is it called that this is called the the red tie hmm. uh because it is uh it is the toby tier and you, someone someone literally just took off their tie and gave it to someone and I was like, how much is this worth? It's like, well, it's a good looking tie. <laughs> we we might have been unfair to Martin Perez. Uh, he wasn't on your top 100. He wasn't on my top 100. We expected <laughs> severe regression. I don't know if we didn't value the fact that maybe there isn't as severe of regression. We didn't. I don't know if we weighed in that that ceiling enough because he was doing what he did last year again last night, which was just living in the shadows and painting the edges. <laughs> Should we call him the rogue? I feel like someone said we should call him what we do in the shadows or someone from there. And I, that really made me laugh. No, that, but that's pretty good. I, I don't know. There there was there was between him and Falter there. I mean, Falter obviously gave up a pretty loud home run to Josh Young, but there was some nice stuff there last Dude, night. Not only is Texas super loud, like in their stadium, but then there's also ESPN's version of Texas. And that mm-hmm. is like the loudest of loud home runs ever. Sure. Uh, Martin Perez, yeah, the thing is, last May was when he really did it. Uh, and then the last four months were not something you really wanted to roster um, overall. And I just think it's so boring. And it's risky. And I don't really care. I mean, you can make a case that you want it more than the guys in Tier 12. And that's fine with me. I mean, you can swap them. You can, If you want, you want to put Tier 13 and Tier 12 and Tier 12 and Tier 13, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's about your needs you. and what you want to do. Um, on a given night, like Merrill Kelly's more streamable than Michael Kopech. Yeah, I um, hear that. Yeah, I'm so with you on that. Maybe I should have done that, but either way, I think the most interesting one here is my 100 fast. Were you happy with it? JP Sears, love to see it. Love to see it. Get some room in the rotation because of the slew of injuries happening in Oakland. I kind of dig and it. And I think he's looked all right. His uh, slider in the spring was improved. There might be something there with JP Sears. We'll see. There, there could be something. I, I got to applaud you. You did a great top 100 considering we have not seen all of these guys. It's a difficult thing to do, but we got to get out of here. We got to go. We got a date. We got a date with Detmers <laughs> and Kirby. The game has begun. Any final thoughts before we wrap, Nick? Uh, it's baseball fast. Strap Oof. in, everybody. We're doing this every single week until the end of the year. Let's go. So excited. So excited. All right. That is going to do it for episode number 388 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. And I'm Nick Pollock. And we'll talk to you guys next week.